Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Uh, ah, yeah. Welcome back to the Lax Goalie Rap Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon Wilson, and this is a podcast dedicated to the best position in sports, sometimes called the hardest position in sports. That's right. I'm talking about us lacrosse goalies. We're back with an interview in this episode of the Lax Goalie Rap Podcast, and my guest this week is Kip Turner. Kip's a former MLL star, the current assistant coach at the University of Virginia. Kip had a very unique playing style, but also a solid grasp of the fundamentals. And we discuss all that in this week's episode. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Kip Turner. Before we get into this episode, I want to read a message from our sponsor. And that is my own online lacrosse goalie camp. That's the Lax Goldie Rat Online Camp. It's the best online goalie clinic that you're going to find out there. So if you're a coach, a parent, or a goalie listening to this, and you want to know how to develop an elite lacrosse goalie, this camp is for you. You're going to learn the drills to use. You're going to learn the proper save technique to teach. But most importantly, you're going to learn the mental lessons that help a lacrosse goalie really reach that next level. The camp is yours for life. So buy now and come back and revisit it anytime you need. Right now, this season, next season, doesn't matter. It's yours for life. And it's available at laxgoalierat.com slash goal. That's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. So my next guest on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast is Kip Turner. Kip, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Kip, you had a, a pretty pretty good run um both at uva and then you know a great run in the mll but where did it start for you what why did you become a goalie and you know what was it at a young age that attracted you to this position uh it was just the you know falling in of being the youngest of five kids i think you get thrown into those type of positions you get beat up a lot you get um, you get thrown in the net whenever we're playing street hockey and then that kind of sort of evolved into playing lacrosse a lot and then getting thrown in the net playing lacrosse goalie so that's that's kind of where it evolved because my brother would have his friends over they'd be like you're going in the goal <laughs> so we have somebody to shoot on so that was that was really how that whole thing evolved but my whole youth and um, I always wanted to be outside, like whether it was shooting baskets or like hitting tennis balls off the garage door. Like that was just like, just all I did. All I did was just want to play sports. So I was a sort of like a little bit of a junkie when I was younger, like starting at age, like six or five, just kind of getting out there in the yard and just playing around. That's great. And when it comes to being a goalie, was it one of those things that just came really naturally for you? Or was there like a specific turning point when everything just really started to click? Um, 
I, I honestly, I don't really remember. I remember vividly, like not being very athletic until high school, and then I think playing other sports when I was younger and having pretty good hand-eye coordination really helped me out. And then, like, then I started becoming more athletic physically. Um, I was a little pudgy as a younger guy and then just kind of I grew up a little bit my body started changing and in high school about sophomore year I started getting letters from pretty good colleges and um, that's where I kind of started making a move and being like "Mm, maybe this thing will work out for me I don't know but um, yeah that's that's kind of like my path Uh, I was just I, I was always about playing other sports too just really important to me developing athleticism yeah it's something we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast is just the importance of you know not only being a goalie but but developing those other skills that come with playing different sports um so i think it's yeah no no doubt there's no doubt in my mind like when i look at um goalies on the road on when i recruit for virginia there's no doubt I look for athleticism as like a huge key and like as for any recruit, it's like, does he play other sports and at, at what level? Right. Goalies included. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess, you know, every goalie's got a little bit of a different style. And, you know, when I look at, you know, photos, especially of your stance, it's very um, unique just in terms of, you know, like arms kind of, I guess, more extended than, than I've seen other goalies. Could you describe like how that style came to, came to be? Um, yeah, I think it was more high school. I was a little bit more of a um, relaxed style. And then once college, um, you know, the falls in college, I think I learned from Tillman Johnson uh, just how to be more aggressive. He actually played with his hands a little tighter than I did. And then I just turned into this, like, for some reason, I like my hands really far out because I could be really aggressive to the ball because my natural instinct was for, for my hands to come in a little bit, which is every goalie's natural instinct, really. I mean, you obviously say drive your top hand to the ball, but in reality, your top hand, everybody's top hand, because a ball being chucked at you is to come in a tiny bit and then it goes back out to go get the ball mm-hmm. and find the contact point. So uh, maybe I just over-exaggerated it, but I was just like, all right, I'm just getting my hand out. So I don't get that. If I do like get my butt in stuck in the goal, you know, like everybody's done that before, which happened to me in high school. Like that was for my hands being too far in. If my hands were out, there's no way that butt ends getting stuck in the goal because everything's so far out in front of me. And that's, that's one of my key, like, teaching points, especially with my guys here, is just being a two-plane goalie. Like, the first plane's your stick, the second plane's your body. And always keeping those two planes separate, don't intersect. Um, so, and that, that was probably a key thing for me. Um, and then in, in the pro league, honestly, it was just, I felt like my, one of my best qualities and I think a lot of the pros best qualities is anticipation because you can't always truthfully see the ball. Mm-hmm. So 
I think you just have to be like anticipating what's about to happen. Um, so, so, so having your hands out like that, I, I think benefited me because my hands were quick and I could get to things. Awesome. I wasn't one of those like Doherty's or Drew Adams who really just showed a piece of net and then slid their body across. I was more just try to be as middle as possible and aggressive with my hands and my body where I thought the ball was going to go. And I guess wrong. Everybody guesses wrong every now and again, but it's more of the anticipation that I think is the key. Yeah. That is interesting. When you break down film or at least watch film on goalies in slow motion, you'll really see what you're talking about where, you know, when that shot is eminent, the, the, the hands come in a little bit. So it's, it is kind of a, an interesting coaching point to start with them a little bit, a little bit out further. And then if that natural regression comes, you're in a great position as opposed to the hands being too close to the body. If they start out too close to the body, right? Exactly. That's sort of, that's my, that's the way it worked for me and everybody. I'm going to, I always say different, different strokes for different folks. If you save the ball, you save the ball. Don't, don't do it my way, but there are certain things that are key in my opinion. And if you're one of those goalies whose hands naturally come in, it's just a fear response. It's nothing like this bad, but like, like I had a dipping problem in uh, my first year of college maybe even maybe even my second year of college where high shots would go on me, but I was pretty good low. And it was just a little bit of a hitch that I just had to get rid of. And my coach, one of my coaches at the time, Mark Van Arsdale, actually, who wasn't even a goalie coach. He was like, Kip, you can, you'll save the low ones. Just make sure to be patient on the high ones. Don't move too early. You're quick enough. You'll get to the low ones. Hmm. And I, that, that kind of stuck with me for college and after. Just yeah. it's, it's more of like trust yourself, trust yourself a little bit. Yeah. You mentioned that two-plane approach and kind of you know keeping your hands and your body as separate planes as kind of one of your coaching points. What, what are some of your other key coaching points when you're, when you're working with goalies? Just um, – um, there's a, there's a bunch, but like the, to break it down in as few steps as possible, I'd say like thumb eyeball is really important to me, where it just means your eye, your thumb and the ball all are lined up. So, you know, you're in your hands in front of your face a little bit, obviously like not blocking your vision, but if you can line those three up together, I think it gives you a good focal point on where the ball is. And like, let's say a guy drops his hands to shoot. Now you've dropped your level a little bit because if you thumb eye ball, your hands drop and your eyes drop a little bit lower. And, but it just maintains your eye honestly on the ball, which is, I think sometimes gets lost in translation. Like sometimes guys look at the guy's gloves or her head or shoulders or stick, just find the ball. And that's, I think, really important. That was important. If I was ever, like, not playing well, I'm like, all right, sell my ball, sell my ball, keep my focus on the ball around the field until it gets in my stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that, a that was, that's a big one for me. Um, the other ones, uh, like, you got your two-plane goalie. Um, 
just like being in an athletic position is important, but like that's nothing too special. Um, and then I'm I'm a big believer in just especially in warm ups, like warm ups your time, but especially in warm ups, like get your head behind the ball. Like think about getting the middle of your forehead behind the ball, behind obviously where your stick's going. And if you get your head behind the ball, everything else follows. So those are my like major points if I were to, and if you like, you'll watch, um, you know, certain, certain games, honestly, and guys miss saves because they don't follow with their body. They're just, you know, they're opening their hips up and they're reaching for things. If you, reach and you bring your head everything else is coming no matter what so that's why it's like a training method to where you just say head behind ball head behind ball head behind ball and if you over exaggerate in warm-ups i think it's really key in helping um when it comes to time for game time yeah and i think that's especially you know i i kind of I think there was a YouTube video I saw of you doing a warm up, and it's really pronounced. Like we're especially on those like hip level shots. You know, the head is really getting down there, and and getting behind the ball. So I, I think that's an interesting thing that to work on for for goalies is getting that head behind the ball, and it really, like you said, it it, it brings your body, and and you have that step and recovery step, and you end up in a great position, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It just it puts you in good spots really is what it comes yeah. down to yeah it helps you what about your 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 goalie training regiment what did that look like um i guess back in the day what sort of drills exercises like what, what did you do to get you know your body uh ready to make huge safe? ping pong guy ping pong ping pong ping pong we i lived with some tennis guys and i lived in a apartment and i was like Let's get the ping pong table, you know, not just for ping pong, but like we really used it for ping pong a lot because these tennis guys were ridiculous at it. And I just was like, I, I like, I always liked tennis. And so I played a lot of ping pong. Um, and that actually like helped me. It just, you're just focused. It's like ball focus. It's like seeing different shots and getting your, watching it into the paddle or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's just like important skills. It's, it's like saving a ball. Yeah. Obviously it keeps moving, but there's something to it. And it actually works on your footwork. If you, you know, it's a high enough level. I don't think I can do it anymore at that level, but like you'd be surprised how much you move. Um, so you're moving to get yourself in the anticipation of the next shot and all that good stuff. It's like, it's actually translates a lot. Um, I played racquetball in high school. I thought that was important. I always loved like racket sports, mm -hmm. tennis, any of those. Uh, doo -doo -doo. what else? I would, I was like a somewhat of a runner. Like I would like, just cause I didn't feel like I exercised during practice. I would run a couple miles before practice, like a few times a week. Like if we didn't have lift that day, I would run before practice and just to, like whether you're doing sprints or whatever, you should feel conditioned because especially in the MLL, I ran more because you needed to be conditioned because it's a quick game. And these college goalies are now going to have to get in better condition. Yeah. Shot clock. 
Especially with the shot clock. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, well, if we ever meet up, um, I'll challenge you to a game of ping pong because I uh, also love ping pong. <laughs> and you're right. Let's I, do it. I'm in. Let's do it. All right. It, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of translations, I think, um, that, you know, carry over skills from ping pong to, to lacrosse goalie. Um, you know, bringing that top hand, especially if you play in a certain way, right? Like bringing that top hand right to the ball, the angles, the footwork, like you said, all, all that is great. So I, I also mm-hmm. love ping pong. So we're on. We've, we've got a challenge. Yeah, whenever, yeah, get, get your butt to Charlottesville. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, cool. What, uh, if you could go back and kind of tell the young Kip Turner some goalie advice, what, uh, what would you say? Um, there were times where I was like, I, I felt like I made, sa- I was timely in the saves I made, but I also felt like I left some out there. Like I could have made more of just the easy ones. So I, if I could tell the, you know, former me, I would say just, just calm down when the ball's, you know, coming at you. Don't move too quick. Um, but at the same time, I think that's how some of some of the better, you know, the more dramatic, spectacular ones are made. But um, yeah, I, I think have a, have a higher level of consistency. I guess, mm-hmm. like just be consistent, be consistent, be consistent. Which I think I that was one of my positives. But I just few, a few times I was like, man, I made a let, let a couple of easy ones in that day. And I would let it get to me. Um, so if I'm if I'm talking to a former self, I'm just like you have to know which which goals are your fault and which goals are somebody else's fault. And but never give up on any shot because there's times where you're like a goal is probably in, imminent, um, and you just want to make sure you do your job if you're like pissed at the defender you know, just got blown by, went over the head, a goal line extended, and now it's one-on-one with you. You can't think about the defender getting blown by. You have to think about still making the save and doing your job. And I, I, I know I got caught up in that once in a while. So it's, it's, a, it's an intricate answer, but just doing your job, just knowing that you have one job and do your job. Uh, I, that's what I would have told myself. Don't overthink everything else. Yeah. What did you do to, um, like, how do you coach or what did you do to be consistent? Is it just a matter of, you know, putting in that work day in and day out and kind of being confident in your skills or is there some other things going on there? I honestly believe my consistency was more because of, I think I ran a defense well, like with communication mm-hmm. and saw the shots I wanted to see so I could be consistent. So just being organized, telling guys how to force certain, you know, forcing hands, forcing alleys, forcing inside rolls, being telling the slide guy to get ready. Just communication control, I think, allows goalies to be consistent. And if obviously you have a bad defense, then you're gonna not you're gonna be less consistent. Like for example, like I would say I would venture to say some of the first team all Americans don't necessarily deserve to be first team all Americans based on the fact that they have great defenses. Whereas like somebody, I, I mean, I don't know what college I'm thinking of, but 
you know, somebody at a different school who just doesn't have the quality of defense. He's, but he's making saves. Right. He's still at like 55%. That guy deserves so much more credit than the first team All-American that has a great defense in front of him. Right. Yeah, I'm that just, is. That I, I wish there was. I wish there was a stat for that. You know, right, right, right. It's like the the people that get the accolades are taking such easy shots, but but it is a um, interesting point. Like, because I was thinking, you know, in terms of being consistent, it's like, what can I do as a goalie? And a lot. Well, I mean, for like making saves when I when I is what I'm talking about. But it's more what you're saying is like let's let's set up the defense and control the defense so that we sort of control the, the where we see shots or what type of shots that we see. And that will help goalies be more consistent because you're seeing, I guess, poor quality shots. Yeah. Exactly. Contested. Like, yeah. It's like, can you see more contested versus more dunks? Sure. Like you'd much rather see a contested jumper than a, you know, a, a dunk. If you're referring and we're talking basketball terms here. Right. All right. Absolutely. Um, have him shoot while a slide's coming at him and some guy's trail checking him inside 10 yards. Sure. I'd much rather that than a guy hands-free step down from 10. Right. Right. Cool. Let's uh, change gears and talk a little bit about the mental game because that's, you know, obviously a huge element of being an elite goalie. What, um, what kind of things did you do to remain mentally tough? That's it. Uh, I always had that like reset button mentality, like, you know, pick, pick the ball up out of the goal, kind of like, you know, you get, you're allowed to get mad at yourself during that time between the time you pick the ball up out of the goal and then you give the ball to the ref or you talk to your defense, but you, I, I never took stuff out on the defense. I was more mad at like myself. And then after that, just done, I'm done with it. Next one next shot it's obviously like you talk about it but it's really hard to do talk about it and it sounds easy yeah but it's really hard to do like if the floodgates start opening you're like uh uh-oh but you also have to just think about i just got to make the next save just make the next save and then if you don't you just got to make the next save you have to have just a short memory and um from a mental aspect i mean i recommended I would recommend to anybody if you're a goalie, Buck's, Chris Buck's book, in Thinking Inside the Crease, but also like a book that I read in college. And I read that when I was a pro because it just came out. But the one I read in college that really helped me was uh, it was called Mind Gym. And I remember reading it sophomore year, and it was the year I started starting. And I mean, that it kind of, it's like the, it's almost like sports psychology 101 for dummies, but there's some really cool tips in it um, on how to like how individuals in other sports um, would, you know, have words or have little things that would get them in the right mindset. And it, and it honestly just helps to talk about it and think about it because it's something that's so neglected, I think, in our sport um, that nobody really talks about. And I actually talk about it with not only our goalies, but our face-off guys. Mm. 
because it's very simple. It's similar. It's individual. It's a next save mentality, next face off mentality, the game inside the game, whatever you want to call it. But then there's ways you can, um, how do you win the game inside the game? How do you, how do you make the next save? But the how is the hard part. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for that book recommendation. I'll, I'll check that one out. My mind gem. Mind gym, yeah, like a workout place for your mind. Like uh, it's, gym, uh, gym. yeah, I got you. Okay, uh, yeah, awesome. Um, so when you are, you know, I guess having those conversations and working on the mental aspect with your goalies, like what, like what, what sort of questions are you asking them, or what sort of exercises are you going through uh, with those goalies? Um, it's less exercises and it's less questions uh it's more film review and you can kind of see body language mm, yeah. a lot of times and it's like like it's like hey even before that shot was taken i thought i could i could have told you that's going in now why do you think that shot went in like why was your body language so and it's, you know, it's the back and forth of learning how to have, you know, positive body language, how to have, um, you know, like, what were you thinking at this moment? Um, and the best, <laughs> the best answers are when somebody's playing well and they're like, yeah, I wasn't thinking. That's yeah. those well, short answer that I would give it to you. It's like finding those, they, in, in the book Mind Gym, they call them white moments and, um, like just everything slowed down and that's why you want your anxiety level not too high not too low um you just want to get in that that's like that kind of getting in that perfect sphere of um being your best self as a goalie so it's like how can you get back to those moments where you can be great and that goes for any position so like how, how it's like that how can you just be feeling it type deal and i love to think like man you can be feeling it all the time but even if you're not feeling it how can you work so you are starting to feel it like that's the and i still struggle with that answer because i, I try to read as much as i can on, up on this stuff um but the answer is pretty simple it's just hard to do yeah. Yeah. It's one, one of the things I work with goalies on and I think reviewing film, especially when like they're, they're seeing it really well, like in those moments when they're playing really well, like reviewing those or even journaling, like kind of writing down what you went through or what sort of thoughts were going through your mind when you're playing really well. I feel like reviewing those helps goalies get back to that, you know, that, that, state that they were in when they were playing really well because I mean that's a lot of what it's about is just like recovering that confidence you know when you start to go bad exactly exactly no positive positive reinforcement's huge yeah and it is one of those things you're right it's so easy to say like well next shot next shot mentality um that that last one doesn't matter and then when that ball goes flying over your shoulder it's like a whole different ball game so actively working on it is is a huge thing and something that 
you know, like you said, all goalies need to do. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. You're cool. right. So now you're coaching with, uh, with UVA and, um, I guess I don't want to talk about recruiting, but I guess when you're, when you're looking at a new goalie, like what sort of skills do you, do you look for to determine like, yeah, this guy's got what it takes to make it at the, at the next level? I watch a few things that'll surprise you, but I've watched, I watch everything else that every, what everybody else watches, right? How great, how, how well does he move? How good are his outlets? How quick is he? All that stuff. How are his hands? Mm-hmm. How fearless is he? Those are the four main components. I think a lot of coaches just look at. I really look at what's his warm up like. How's he treat his defense, and how's he communicate to his defense, and then, um, what else can he do? So like that goes under the athleticism category. Like what else is he is he doing for me? Is he picking off passes? Is he mm-hmm. um, chasing shots? Sending up. the slide guy? Is he picking up GBs that are close to his goal? Like is he being that seventh defender? Um, in some in some ways is the best way to put it. But is he organizing the clear? Is he what what, what other things can he do great that? may not show just right on that right off the page when he's making saves. And sometimes you don't take the goalie that always makes the most saves in the world. Like you just Yeah, that's their number one job, but I'd I'd prefer somebody who just commands an audience, has great presence and does everything else well too. Yeah. And what specifically in the warm up are you looking for? Just high level of energy, right right save technique or is there something else you're looking for there just something like just showing that he cares mm-hmm. showing that he wants something specific out of this warm-up and that he's he's getting ready like for go time like he's he's preparing for a game and it's so often in the summer you just see guys like just toss a couple balls on the sideline be done with it and just like really that's how you're preparing to play in front of college coaches like it's just a little surprising to me, but I just like goalies that are into what they're doing. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Kip, for taking the time to kind of share your knowledge with, uh, with all the goalies and coaches and, and parents out there. Um, are you, are you still working with G3 lacrosse? Uh, yeah, that's still like up in the air of like what we're doing with it. Um, we're trying to grow the product and like, you know, try to reach as many goalies as we can. Uh, but we, when we put this together, we were all in New England, and that's when we did all this. And now we're all over the map because we all got into different jobs. So we're we're trying to hold something together uh, that I'm not sure is going to totally work. But either way, I'm still either going to run a lacrosse camp at Virginia or you know just somewhere. I love teaching the game and um, I just it's the best part of my summer when I get to work with goalies that were like you know former me's <laughs> that's always exciting for me and uh, so the G3 thing I, I don't know if it changes or doesn't change we're, we're still um, talking about it but for now it seems to be in place perfect perfect well good luck in the upcoming season and um, once again thank you so much for uh, 
for taking the time to share your, your goalie knowledge. Well, thank you very much and uh, look forward to being on sometime again in the future. All right. I love it. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kip Turner. As always, you can tell when you interview an MLL pro that these guys got there for a reason. They know their stuff, and they're able to articulate it, and there was just tons and tons of great pieces of advice in that episode. So I hope you enjoyed that. That's all for this week. As always, get out there, get some work in. We got fall ball coming up, and I hope you guys are excited. Be well. I'm Coach Damon Wilson. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.